This is a presentation of BSRN, Box Studios Radio Network. Hi, this is Don Biggs from the 92-93 Binghamton Rangers. Hi, this is Brandon Butchins. This is Grady Wittenberg, the voice of the Binghamton Senators, and you're listening to the Power Play Post Show. Hi, I'm Corey Cowick, left wing for the Binghamton Senators, and you're listening to Bob Howard on the Power Play Post Show. And welcome back, everybody, to the Power Play Post Show. This is the show for September 6th, um, uh, 2023. Glad to have you back on board. We have a very great guest uh, with us tonight on the show. He is the Black Bears head coach, Brant Sherwood. So excited to have him on. I'm just going to go over a couple things before we get uh, to Brant specifically. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the news for the Binghamton Black Bears over the last um, month or so. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up uh, was the signing of Austin Thompson. He is coming back uh, to Binghamton. Um, he had a very good first uh, season with the Black Bears last year. He had 29 goals and 27 assists, uh, averaged over a point a game. So uh, this is obviously a very important, and he was uh, uh, tied for first on the team with power play goals with 10 uh, with, and was able to score three game-winning goals as well. So very good signing uh, to bring him back uh, into the fold. I know Brent Sherwood really likes him as well. Uh, the Black Bears did have their Chicago camp. Um, in their Chicago camp, they uh, did sign four players to PTOs after the camp. I talked to Coach about the uh, camp. You'll hear that in just a little bit. Uh, they brought in forward Thomas Ray, uh, Quinton Roseboom. He's a defenseman. He also has played uh, for the Motor City Rockers. So he's really getting his um, next uh, maybe uh, stint in the uh, federal profit, pro, uh, FPHL. Uh, we also signed a forward and defenseman, Caden uh, Mucha. Uh, so he'll be interesting to see uh, how he makes out. I like the fact that he's a forward and a defenseman. At least that's how he's listed. And then goaltender Joseph Ackley, um, the oldest of the invitees, uh, a 99-born goaltender from Columbus, Ohio, um, He's 6'3 and 200 pounds. I like that. He's a big boy. Uh, so hopefully he's got the skill to go with that size. Um, I think that'll be a really good thing. Um, August was really the month of signing goaltenders, let's be honest. Other than Austin Thompson, they signed, re-signed Jeremy Forget. So we'll see what he can bring. Uh, they signed uh, Boston uh, goaltender, um, and uh, that is Sam Levicki. I believe it is his, how, how he pronounces his name. Um, no, I'm sorry. That's Connor McNamara. Wow. I'm going to mispronounce his name a couple times too, probably. But Sam Levicki was also signed. So they have brought in some um, players I know in September here already. They've signed Black Bears. Um, they, they signed the uh, Nolan Egbert. So uh, I think what you're going to see is, is when they go into camp in a few weeks, they're going to have – five or six goaltenders, maybe 
Maybe maybe six, maybe six goaltenders. Uh, depends on really what happens with Taylor Joseph. He's still slated to play in Binghamton. He's still slated to be the number one. It's just a matter of what happens to him. Does he get that SPHL uh, stint? Does he get a, a shot somewhere in the SPHL or in the ECHL? We'll definitely uh, see. But uh, from here, I am going to take it over. Uh, to a little bit of a break and then we'll come back with Brant Sherwood from the Binghamton Black Bears and we'll be right back right after this right here on the Power Play Post Show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Power Play Post Show. Very excited to have this gentleman back on with me again. And we'll probably talk to him a few more times throughout the upcoming season. He is the head coach of the uh, Binghamton Black Bears. He's Brant Sherwood. Brant, welcome back to the show. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me, Bobby. Really appreciate it. So, uh, Coach, let's talk a little bit about the camp that you guys just completed in Chicago um, talk to us a little bit about this camp because I'm, I'm really interested in, first of all, I know some fans said, well, why in Chicago? Why are they going all the way out to Chicago? Makes perfect sense to me. You've already seen a lot of people from the SUNY system come into the fold uh, with the Black Bears, but it's probably a great idea to kind of expand your reach a little bit to find players. And, of course, you guys signed four PTOs out of this camp. So talk a little bit about how this camp came about, first of all. Um, well, it's just uh, it was pretty natural. Andreas uh, had a camp out there with um, Brent Clark in uh, previous years, so they ran out of the same rank, and uh, the staff was excellent. They were uh, open arms, um, gave us everything we needed, so it just kind of seemed like a seamless process. And then, um, yeah, not. To, I, I wish we could do it in Binghamton at a rink, but they take that ice out almost immediately after the season, so um, that that would be great, and to be able to do it in our own facility and um, kind of use our locker room, show the guys uh, what we what we have to offer, and maybe that creates a little bit more motivation being in the locker room. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of good players out Midwest. Uh, they got that Midwest Elite League, so um, a lot of good youth, youth programs. And then you can grab guys from um, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and uh, the Illinois area. So, um, yeah, it's just a different branch. There's not um, really too much in-depth uh, 
about it. It just uh, just seemed like a good, good, easy fit. Now, of course, you guys uh, were out there for a few days and obviously provided a, a chance for you to get your eyes on some players and some players to kind of really get to know you uh, and everything. Uh, how did you think the camp went? It went very well. Um, the numbers weren't the best. We had 27 players show up. I, I wanted around 50, but um, a lot of guys are signed up on teams or they'll head back to college so um it was uh it was, it was very good it was ran smoothly um we had a great practice uh saturday saturday morning a couple good games in there it was mostly three on three mm-hmm. so um a lot of action for the goalies so the goalies got really tested um a lot of offense so we saw a lot of two-on-ones breakaways stuff like that there were some high scoring games um not necessarily like in uh, the high teens, but uh, a couple games went into the low teens um, with uh, double-digit goals. So um, you got to see a lot more uh, creativity, who can skate, who can uh, manage the puck wisely. So um, it was definitely a different uh, side with a little bit less physicality, but we did have a, a couple fights and um, some big hits thrown. So... Um, it was definitely real hockey. It was just uh, a little bit um, op- more open space. That's that's about it. Yeah, especially with only uh, you know six men on the ice, and you have your two goaltenders and everything. Uh, things can open up a little bit more. And and one of the interesting things about that is is that you really do really see. I think at the single A level and maybe even in the ECHL level, you you do see a lot more guys going for offense, trying to uh, show off their ability uh, with puck handling and moving the puck and, and passing and scoring goals, then really stay-at-home defensemen. Uh, would you not agree that you see a little bit more of that than you see the defensive side of things at this level? Yeah, so what I was trying to notice is who had the puck composure. Who's uh, mm-hmm. When a guy's coming at him, are they going to chuck it away and get rid of it as fast as they can? Or are they confident and comfortable with the puck? Do they have some poise? Um, can they make those open plays? And, uh, for example, like a cross-ice pass, like can they hit the tape? So um, a lot of guys got exposed whether they can do it or not. And sometimes in five-on-five, five, you can kind of just blend in and mm-hmm. not really have too many touches where you you, you can – be kind of invisible and not understand like maybe why you didn't get picked or something like that where I think it was pretty clear cut who the um, top players were. So um, it was, I, in my opinion, pretty easy to decipher where sometimes in five on five, like a guy can just drive the net, never touch the puck or kind of be in the right spot defensively. But who knows what they can do with the puck on their stick. Um, so I, I thought it was very good to uh, kind of see a player in that in that light. Now, you guys picked uh, four guys that um, earned PTOs that will come into the Black Bears camp and, uh, you know, maybe fight for a position and everything. Um, one of the guys I really want you to kind of talk about a little bit and 
tell me what you saw about him is uh, Quentin Roseboom, the defenseman who did play with the Motor City Rockers during the 21-22 season. What did you see in his play? Um, I, I know there's some excitement about him being able to come to that camp and then being selected to come to the Black Bears camp by his family and him himself and everything. Can you talk a little bit about what you saw in Roseboom? In Roseboom, he just had great energy to him. Um, you could tell his legs were underneath him, where um, there's just some other guys, maybe their cardio wasn't up to date, mm-hmm. and Roseboom came in prepared, and he was, uh, you could just tell he didn't really lose too much steam. Um, he had some creativity, and when the pucks were in the corners, he's battling, so you kind of get a glimpse of that uh, physicality, that five-on-five style play. So, um, yeah, I, I thought he did I thought he did a great job, and he, he caught my eye right off the bat, and then kind of in the next game, took a little dip. I had a talk with him, and then he picked it up uh, on Sunday, and he was right right back to where he was. So, um, no, he's uh, he's a he's a firecracker. He's going to be a spark plug um, in camp, and he'll definitely have a chance to uh, earn a spot. One of the things you guys have done uh, throughout this summer is you've signed some rookie def- uh, rookie goaltenders and. Uh, as everybody knows who's listening to the show, who followed the Black Bears last year, I, I think uh, uh, Taylor Joseph did a phenomenal job. I think Riley McVeigh did a really, really, really good job. Um, both goaltenders, you know, maybe looking for, a, 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 you know, to move up to a different level. So you guys have brought in a lot of uh, newer goaltenders. Joseph Ackley, obviously from the Chicago camp, will probably come in and fight for a position as well. What have you looked for this summer, goaltending-wise, that either you didn't have last year or that you just want to really complement to what you had last year? Yeah, so um, just to touch on that, like uh, Taylor did an amazing job towards the end of the year. Oh, yeah. And I solidified him as the number one after the Southern trip, and he ran with it, and he gave us a chance every single game. Mm-hmm. Especially in playoffs, he had... Uh, uh, he had the highest uh, goals against average, or the I guess the lowest, but highest rank. Yes. And um, he he totally took over, and I'm very happy with that. But, yeah, Taylor is looking for a call-up, and um, he's waiting on that. But if it doesn't come, Taylor will be uh, right back with the, with the Black Bears. So not too much to worry about. And then uh, just to touch on Riley, he, is, uh, he moved on to his next career. And we're very happy with uh, his career choice. He's staying in hockey, and uh, we still stay in touch. And um, he's been such a a great friend, player for this organization, for other guys to learn from. Um, And, yeah, we we wish him nothing but the best. Does he have a mindset? And I'm not trying to break any news or anything. Does he have a good mindset? Does he have a good head on his shoulders to to be able to teach players or teach goalies how how to you know play in the net? From what I saw, one of the things that I really liked about Riley was his ability to you know fundamentally he he didn't drop into the butterfly too quick. He didn't move. He moved east to west really well, and it seems like if, as long as he can convey that to somebody, he could teach or 
coach somebody really well. I'm, I'm, again, I'm not trying to you know break any news or anything like that, but because 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 you know I realize that you know if he does go that route into coaching and everything, I think you know from what I've seen, what I've visually seen, but you've talked to him. Does he have that uh, ability to convey to people, uh, you know, to be possibly a good coach as well? Yeah, so I, and I think all our goaltenders can uh, be great uh, goalie coaches or just a regular head coach. Um, Riley, he is, like you said, very technical, and um, he knows all the angles and the right positions to be in, but mm-hmm. I think his biggest trait is how personal he is. He can relate with kids. He can relate with the parents. Um, he is. He just handles himself very well. Mm-hmm. So um, Riley's going to be great in whatever career he goes into. If he sticks with hockey, he'll be awesome with that. But um, he's got such a bright future ahead of him. He's got a great head on his shoulders. And um, I was just lucky enough to cross paths with him. Now, you guys obviously signed today Nolan Egbert. You've got three other young rookies that will come into this camp and everything. What are you looking for out of these guys? I'm looking just for competition. And I want the net to be highly competitive. Um, I, I do like everyone being friends and everyone being on the same page, but there has to be a little bit of an edge to your game when you see a goaltender ahead of you. You want you want that spot back. You don't want to give it up uh, so easily. So that's that's basically what I'm looking for is just high competition in between the pipes. Mm-hmm. And then these young guys that are coming in, they have very good resumes. I know a lot of people aren't too familiar with the, the college game or juniors, but um, we have some really talented goalies coming in. And the kind of a double edge but these guys will end up being really good goaltenders for another team in the league. Right. So, um, unfortunately, that happens with recruiting and with the 19-man roster. You can't keep everyone, but I'm just trying to make the best team possible. So, yes, Taylor is penciled in as our number one at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to have to come in and earn a job. Um mm-hmm. I'm not so much inheriting a team like I did last year. I want to pick the right guys that have that winning competitive mentality. No, totally understandable. And, of course, before we get to that 19-man roster thing, I really want to get your thoughts on it real quick and everything. But let's talk a little bit about Jeremy Forget. Obviously, resigned. What what are you looking for coming into camp out of Jeremy? I know competition, and I, I know you want to see that. Everyone remembers the first game that he had, which you know. Let's forget about that because you get sometimes you got to take in statistics. You take away the worst, you take away the best, and then that's truly what you get sometimes in between. And what we got in between his best and his worst was a pretty good goaltender. Yeah, uh, Jeremy's a damn good goaltender. I mean, you just. Once again, look at his resume. He took his uh, Princeton team to the ACAC finals. Um, I've spoken with his coaches. He he has it in him. Um, what I'm looking for is just a, a little bit more of a commitment, um, not to take uh, any call-up, like whether it's like, hey, you're just going to back up this upcoming weekend. 
kind of just a little bit more, hey, I'm going to stick around. I'm going to have a little bit more loyalty um, this year and not um, just take the first call, mm-hmm. kind of pick and choose. Hey, is this going to be a good opportunity for me? Right. Because some of his opportunities weren't the best. And that's even with us, and that's with his call-ups. Like, he was getting a lot of games that were the third game on the weekend, so he's got a tired team in front of him. And maybe they're not so into the game by Sunday. But um, that's that's kind of what I'm looking for is just uh, just more of a commitment. Totally understandable, totally understandable. So the 19-man roster uh, limit that the FPHL came out with, I got to imagine it's got to be the – it may be the toughest thing that any coach in this league will have to deal with this upcoming season. Would you agree or disagree on that? Yes, I think uh, depending on the team, I think the top teams like uh, Danbury, Columbus, Carolina, us, um, just based on last last year's results, like, yeah, it's very tough. You, you don't get to keep everyone you want where I think the competition is going to level out, mm-hmm. where once we release a guy, they're going to get picked up by some of the lower-end teams, and that's going to raise their uh, their compete level. We saw it with Marcheson last year, releasing him at the beginning of the year. Yeah, Then he goes on to be the MVP for uh, the playoffs. It's, it, it's going to be a lot more competitive, which I think is better for the league overall. But, yeah, it's, it stings a little when you recruit a guy all summer and you spend that time and effort, and then all of a sudden you have to make a tough decision in training camp, and you might not even get to see him in the game, and you kind of just have to go with your gut on it. Like, I, I really think this guy's going to pay off for us, or you're heading in another direction with maybe you're letting a returner go or letting a new guy go. So, um yeah, it, it definitely uh, forces your hand, that's for sure. A couple weeks ago, you guys announced that Austin Thompson was re-signed for the upcoming season. Um, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're pretty excited about having uh, Austin back. Yeah, um, we really uh, we really enjoy Austin, especially off the ice. He's a great leader, um, carries himself very well, but um, his knack for the net is, uh, is second to none. I think him and Mac Lewis were probably the best at it when I came in. Their net front presence was amazing. They uh, cleaned up a lot of goals in that area, whether it was on the power play or five-on-five. But anytime you get a chance to re-sign a player like Tomer, um, it's it's very uh, helpful for the, the team and organization. I think he had around 29 goals, so that's uh, that's pretty hefty for the, the pro level. Let's be let's be honest here, okay? You and I, we can, we can talk honest, you know, man to man, you know, broadcaster to coach. We can we can we can really be real on this next one, right? <laughs> Sound good? I got. I, yeah, yeah. All right, but yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. So Matthew Ballard, he's a wild card. He's a he's a loose cannon sometimes, and 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 he's coming back for a third season, which I think only a couple players are actually coming back for a third season. What do you like about Matthew Ballard? I know what I like about him. He's entertaining. He goes out there. He does things that some of the other players won't do, and and it's the rough and the tumble and just the hard hits and everything. What do you like about Matthew Ballard? Now I want you to be completely honest about it. This is very easy, so I'm very happy with your question. <laughs> Matthew uh, Boyd is 
he's all heart and passion. Yes. And um, there was just a couple moments. I, it's hard for me to think on the ice because I, I look at these guys as people and um, look at them as, as how, they, how they act, how they carry themselves, their behavior, all that stuff. And you just really couldn't ask for a better person. He's a leader through and through. He had, uh, like I said, a couple moments last year where he stepped up in the locker room and he he grabbed the room like everyone's listening to him and he it's English isn't even his first language and he has a way of um, just carrying the load and bringing people along with him. Yeah, he is physical. And he's hard to play against, especially in the corners and from the net. Mm-hmm. He has a wicked good uh, one timer. Um, he's he's awesome. I I love Matthew, and I'm so happy he's coming back. I know he is looking for that call up, but um, I really think he thrives in uh, Binghamton, and the people love him. Um, he's he's always interacting with the kids, and um, I couldn't be more happy to have a a guy like him back in our locker room. If, if I make this comment, and I want to know if you say this is a possibility or agree or disagree or whatever, however you want to answer this, Connor Smith scores 30 goals this season. It's uh, totally realistic. Yeah, he is a uh, pure goal scorer. He's done it at uh, the North American uh, junior level, yep. and he's done it in college, so... Yeah, he is more than capable of doing it. Like, especially he's, he's going to get uh, looks on the power play. Um, only three lines in uh, pro hockey. He's going to get plenty of ice time. So, yeah, I I think that's a very realistic expectation from Connor. Um, and also, he's a very tough kid too. I I kind of held him on a grip last year because I needed to make sure he got his games in for playoffs. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you're, we're going to see a, a little bit more physical side to uh, Connor's game, which could add more goals, being a better net front presence or driving that cage. But, um, yeah, he's he's a phenomenal player, and you could tell right off the bat when he uh, hopped into our lineup. Now, one of the guys that uh, signed almost immediately right afterwards, and I know you and I talked privately a little bit about it, was Justin Gesso and everything. Uh, obviously played with Dan Barry last year and, and you know, really really had, had a good, uh, you know, three quarters of the season with Dan Barry. Talk to the fans a little bit about Gesso because obviously he was a part of, you know, some physical stuff and some scoring against the Black Bears. And I honestly think it's good that he's on this team now because he's really going to help out the Black Bears on a lot of levels. Yeah, so production-wise, his numbers kind of speak for themselves. I I also played with Gesso Mm -hmm. um, in the SPHL, and you could see his skill at that level too. Um, He is a phenomenal skater. He has great vision, and kind of like Matt, too, he has a ton of heart and passion. If we can harness that, then I think sky's the limit for Gesso. I We were talking the other day, and I told him, I, I think you can get 100 points if you if you can play a full season. Yeah. And um, I there's no doubt in my mind about it. Um, it's just a matter of him uh, limiting those uh, – those 10-minute misconduct, stuff like that, we, we need him on the ice. And uh, it's all going to come down to how 
how well he's managed and if he's uh, bought into kind of the team first mentality and not not hurting us uh, in the penalty department. So, yeah, I'm I have high hopes for uh, for Dustin. Uh, Coach, have I, have I missed anything yet uh, from this summer? I, obviously, you know, a couple of the uh, college kids are returning and everything. We spoke about Connor Smith, and we know that Logar and Stenka will be in camp and everything. Um, have I missed anything important or big that we need to touch upon? Um, Tyson Kirkby. He's oh, uh, yeah, that's right. a major player for us. So <laughs> um, I'm really excited to have him back. He was helping me out in Chicago. Same with uh, Colin Fitzgerald. It was kind of nice seeing them in a in a different role uh they're coaches for uh both their both their teams and um it was nice to kind of hang out with them and i know colin's going to the uh the havoc in the sphl mm-hmm. and that's that's one thing i think Binghamton gets uh we need a little bit more recognition sure is we're getting guys called up we're we have the uh players best interest in mind i believe we have eight guys called up, um, seven of them in the SPHL, one in the East Coast. So we're helping these players follow their dreams where you look at some other organizations, they they might not be promoting their players. They might not stick their neck out of the line for their players. But, um, yeah, so we're, we're very happy to see them go. And, obviously, if it doesn't work out, we'll have open arms, welcome them back. But um, very excited for Tyson's. Um, obviously he's going to be a, a leader again and um, maybe a, a bit bigger of a role. But Oh, listen, um, I've already... expect him to produce like he's done in the past. And uh, once again, he's like Matt, too. He's great with the fans. So there's kind of a common theme with uh, the players we're bringing in. They're well, really good people, and they care about each other. Coach, I already see the marketing. I already know how it's going to go. Captain Kirk is going to definitely definitely sell a lot of t-shirts i really think they need to do that um i've already talked about it online i'm sure you saw it on facebook where i mentioned captain kirkby i i I love it i'm i'm already there i'm a little star trek nerd so i'd be okay with that and uh, i think he's a great player i've talked to him on the show so as you know i I, i've gotten into the mind of him a little bit i've spoken to his father uh and everything um great family um so i'm really excited about that i forgot about uh uh, kirkby i i I should have remembered that and everything coach i I know you got to run so i want to get you out of here i I really appreciate you coming back on we'll talk again uh, after the season starts and maybe i'll see you down at the rink and everything but uh, I just want to appreciate you coming on. I hope you have a great, I think we got, what, 34 days, 33 days before you guys are all at the rink, practicing, getting ready for the uh, start of the season. I'm sure you're excited about it, but I'm sure you're excited to spend a little bit more family time, get in, you know, you got a young family, and I know you want to enjoy that before you get back to work. Thank you so much for having me. And, yeah, it's, it's right around the corner. We're all very excited about this upcoming season. And obviously gunning for a championship, but yeah, this is kind of the last week of uh, of downtime, and then it's back, back up in Binghamton and uh, back to work. Awesome. He is Coach Brent Sherwood of the Binghamton Black Bears, and we'll be right back right after this, right here on the Power Play Post Show. Nobody talks. 
talks to me that way. Nobody! Hi, this is Don Biggs from the 9293 Binghamton Rangers. Hi, this is Brandon Bochinski. This is Grady Wittenberg, the voice of the Binghamton Senators, and you're listening to the Power Play Post Show. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Power Play Post Show. Be sure to tune in next week from the Box Studios Radio Network to keep up to date with the latest news, scores, and interviews by visiting www.pppshow.net. You've been listening to the Power Play Post Show.